Did you play, or were you just sitting on the on the in the on the bench, or what? What was no? The they 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 threw me in left field. I haven't played left field in a while. <laughs> oh uh, man, I was in left field. Uh, remember my first inning in left field? I was like, damn, like Kershaw, I better not mess anything up right now. <laughs> Welcome to the Darren Woodson Show. Today's guest, Cody Bellinger, the National League Player of the Year. Listen, hey, Cody, uh, I know right now the season has started. You guys are sitting back right now, especially with COVID-19. You guys are uh, taking some time and not doing much right now. What's on the schedule right now? Uh, the only thing on our schedule, we got a with us and another uh, friend right down, right down the street here. We got a little in-home garage workout that we're doing right now uh, all gyms are closed so nine o'clock every day we will they and then me sometimes uh we'll just work out in, in the garage right downstairs get a nice little workout in and uh man that's the only thing on our schedule the, the pool here sh- is shut down so no pool time so we're just trying to find things to do and watching a lot of netflix and a lot of hbo <laughs> just trying to and a lot of xbox and a lot of xbox so you start spring training, um, you come together, and it gets shut down. Uh, what's the mentality that you've got, you know, kind of thinking, okay, hey, are we going to kick off the season in summer? Are we going to get a re- reduced season? But, like, what's the mentality of your teammates? Is there communication with the team as far as, hey, these are the workouts that we need you doing? How is that going right now? Because this is obviously first time for everyone. Yeah, first time for everyone. I think uh... – Everyone, we got a we've got a group chat going. Everyone, it's pretty funny. Everyone's finding creative ways to get an in home lift. Uh, whether you're working out with your kids, bench pressing your kid, literally just doing it, whatever you can to get a lift in. Um, we're all on the same page. No one really knows what's happening, but my mentality is I'm trying to treat it like December in that way or January, where you work out, hit a few times a week, and. And that's about it. That's the only thing you can't prepare for because no one really knows, you know, what is happening, what's going to happen next. Is your strength coach sending you any workouts or is this all up to you guys where you're just having to kind of make up your own thing? Man, making up because all gyms are shut down. So there's not really, not many people have, you know, the proper equipment. Um, so it's just, you know, doing your own thing, getting your body right as much as you can. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy time for sure. Hey, let's uh let's back up a little bit, uh you know, with you, Cody here, and and, and move back. You know, your story is, is pretty cool. You, you got the chance to play in the Little League World Series. Uh, how old were you when you uh, played then? And then I was eleven. Eleven. Okay, so you went through an experience in a crowd um, at an early age that a lot of kids didn't get the chance to, to experience that maybe helped you prepare for, you know, getting, getting your shot in the majors years later. But um, talk us through what that little league world series is like, man, it was, it was serious. It was seriously uh, awesome. It was well put together. Um, I don't, I don't know how many teams are, are in it, maybe 16, maybe more, but we're all, we're all put up in a dorm area, the big, huge dorms, and each team gets your own separate dorm. And there's a activity place to play ping pong, go to the pool, and man, it, it was just a crazy time. This is ridiculous, man. Like at the time, like we're 11, 12 year old guys, you know, playing baseball, on a 250 foot fence. So 
Um, the Austin games are televised. You're doing an interview, you know, John Crook and, and baseball tonight. And it's just, uh, it's a, it really is a crazy time to be there. And you watch it now. How much has it changed now from a media perspective? I mean, all the kids have like yeah. nicknames and, you know, all these fun yeah. facts. How much has it changed from when you were there to what it is today? Man, if anything, I, I, it feels the same to me. I feel like there's a lot of big kids there now, like kids that are just huge. I'm like, dang, I don't remember, you know, but maybe get out just oblivious to it. But I feel like there's some, some big, big kids that just go out there and just ball out. Yeah. So that speaks to your background, man. And I want to dive deep into mentality. Look, I know that there's a lot of guys that have made it to the league and, now there's a when you were that age, was there what was your mentality like, man? What kind of you know? I always talk about the dog in, in people and the willingness to 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 battle through things. What at what age did you know that you had what it took to be uh, in the position where you are right now, a major league baseball player? Um, man, I, I feel like you don't really know until you get to the big leagues, like. Cause I was, I was having, I had success in the minor leagues, but like, even in the minor leagues, like you're grinding, like you're still going like 0 for 10, 0 for 15. And then you get the taste of the show and it's just like, all right, what do I have to do today to stay in the lineup? And then when you're staying in the lineup, how do you stay in the lineup again? And it just, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's keeping things simple. And honestly, I try to have fun with it because it is just a game. It's the same game we've been playing. It's just but yeah, you know, more it- pressure and more people watching. But as a kid, now I'm talking what you were 11 years old when you were playing in. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a, as a kid, you know, because we have a lot of listeners right now that are parents and, and, and do have kids that are out there playing. You know, heck, heck I gotta, I, I've been in the club baseball arena with my son since he was seven years old. He's 19 now. Yeah. So yeah. as a kid, was there something about you when you were that young that said, I'm going to work my ass off every single day? Because this is the dream. Is there something that was there a driving force within you? I think the driving force for me personally, I just love playing. Like I just love being out on the field. I love baseball. I also I also played soccer and I I did love soccer as well. But there was, there was baseball was just always like my number one like priority. Um, I love traveling, I, tournaments, doubleheaders. Man, I just I seriously loved it, and I think that's what you know, drove me to be a good player. And also, I mean, it helps with my dad. He was my coach. He played. He understood the game. He got mad at me when I would, you know, kind of take things for granted and not play hard. And I think all of those things just added up. But honestly, I just love playing baseball. So you, you go through high school. You, you had a good career, obviously, in high school. And, and you come to a decision, do I go and get drafted or do I go play college ball? Um, and I yeah. know I know it's it, that's what's very different from baseball to football, right? Is there's no opportunity there in football. Uh, but talk us through that decision and, and why you said, okay, hey, you know, because you verbally committed to Oregon, right? Is that is that what I read? Correct, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so verbally committed there and you're like, I want to keep that option open. But what was that deciding factor to say, hey, I'm going to go through this grind of playing in the minors and, and you know, staying at people's houses and, and, and chase that dream of the majors as opposed to I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get my degree and then I'm going to get a chance mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I, so I was actually like, I would have been looking back or at the time I was going to be satisfied with going to Oregon. Uh, if, so the deciding factor for me, 
me and my family had a number that we were going to sign for. And I didn't want to sign for anything less than that, than that number at the time. And through three rounds of pass or two and a half to three rounds of pass. And I was like, dang, like I'm actually about to go to Oregon. And, um, Logan White called me with the, with the Dodgers. He was like, Hey man, fourth round pick one twenty four. We're going to, we're going to take you here for what you want and what you, you're asking for. So go ahead and tell teams that you're going to college and no other team really called. So I had to say that, but Logan White called me and I was just sitting on the computer waiting for it. And it was a no brainer for me because I got the money that I wanted and it was, the Dodgers like it didn't matter the team but the Dodgers you know yeah. so um it, it was it was a no-brainer for me looking back I'm glad I got the number because I if I wouldn't uh, if I would have went to college you know over a few hundred thousand dollars less you know yeah. <laughs> who knows where I would be right now so it is it is pretty crazy to look back and it's and it's one of those things and, and I want to ask you I got a question at the end of this but is you know you have an opportunity always to go to college, right? Your window to be a pro and to make the money that you can is very small. And I think as I matured, I was kind of that naive and I was a football player. So for me, it was like, no, got to go to college. You got, that's got to be first. I don't understand how these guys just go right into the pros and basketball and baseball. But, and then even guys that would leave college early for football, I'm like, man, you're selfish. You're selfish. Get your degree, get your degree. But as I get older and more mature and more in touch with reality, it's like, Dude, go get your money. You can always go back to school. And I know the Major League Baseball, 100%. you guys you guys have, you know, the the MLBPA, like you guys get school paid for down the road as long as you go within a certain yep. amount of time, right? So you yep. can always go to class. You know, you can have yeah. a busted shoulder, you can have a bad knee and sit in a classroom, but you have a window to do it. So looking back now, are you happy with your decision in not going to school? Or are you like, man, I wish I'd have gone to school and, and done it differently? No, I'm happy about it. Like, I, I honestly, I still think, you know, what happens if I went to college? Like, what happens if another team drafted me? Like, it's just crazy, like, how little or those decisions, you know, can, can make a huge difference. But no, I'm happy. Um, I think there's, I mean, I think there's pros and cons to going to college and not going to college and vice versa. So, uh, but at the time, I feel like I needed to sign and I'm really glad I did. Mm-hmm. So, so you make that decision go to go uh, in the draft and go to the minor leagues. I'm curious what what was that first experience like because you think of you, you dream your whole life for the major league big time show minor league baseball is not the show so what was that like no. what, what was the shock yeah. and the reality like when you yeah. first got the minor league baseball yeah talk us through that man because all these kids have dreams and huge dreams mm-hmm. to play in the show but they don't understand like you know they see the finished product they don't that see minor all the little things is real yes talk us about the That's minor league real. Grind. Uh, I remember my first few days I was out here in Arizona for the Arizona League. And I've never been, one, because in high school we didn't have a locker room. So I've never been in a locker room. You know, I've never <laughs> taken a shower with the big-ass shower, open shower, you know, like <laughs> changing in front of other people. Like, it's actually, it's like crazy, you know. And eventually you get used to it. But it's, it's I remember like looking at the schedule and I'm like, dang, I don't even know where I'm supposed to be right now that was the beginning factor. And then man, the minor leagues looking back, like it really is a fun time. Cause you're with your boys in, you know, some brutal hotel, some nice hotels you're on one bus two two to a row for about, you know, possibly 10, 12 hours. You got guys sleeping on the floor. Um, 
I was always on the floor because I could never sleep in a chair. So I would always end up going on the floor underneath the seat. And my my seat partner, we call it, or seat buddy or whatever, would have the whole row to himself. Um, but, yeah, you're on that bus for 10 to 12 hours stopping at random gas stations throughout the night and, you know, wait, getting there at 6, 7 a.m. and having a game that night at 5, 7. So, you know, it's, it, is, it takes a toll on your body. But looking back, like the the – friendships that you've made it really is special talk us through the mentality because it's a grind right it's long it's not it's not like okay hey you got a 16 game season right and going on the bus to bus and you spent a couple seasons in in the minors so talk us through that mentality of okay how do i keep it up because you know game 30 game 35 game 50 you're like gosh man like when is this going to end or how do you stay motivated to perform at a high level through that process Oh man, I, I think it's just knowing what the end goal could be. So it's like no matter like how tired you are, or how hot it is, and you know Tulsa, Oklahoma in June, and you're out here grinding, and you're like, oh for four, you're you just got to know that the big leagues is is close, and um, I don't know, man. It it mentally it was fun though. Like looking back. I don't know, man. It, it, it's a grind, but it was it, it really was fun. But how old were you? when? Okay, so you're, what, 18, 19 years old going through this experience? Drafted when I was 17, yeah. And then <laughs> Jeez. Got to AAA when I was 20 for the first time. Or, no, 21 for the first time. So what is the, what is the talent difference? Because, you know, you had, you had a good – you know, minor league career, but you know, you get into the majors, your game elevated exponentially. So talk us through the difference between the talent in the minor leagues and triple a versus the majors. Uh, huge, huge difference okay. from the big leagues to triple a, uh, big difference, big difference from high a to double a. Um, and then there's a pretty big jump for, little jump from double a to triple a and then i jump from triple a to the big leagues is different um i think you know once you get to the big leagues though at first you, your your mindset is simple and it's just helping the team whether you steal a base or you make a nice play like that keeps you motivated and then man playing and playing in the big leagues playing in front of fans you don't get that in the minor leagues you get like 500 people to 2,000 people you know and so it's just it's kind of like it's a job but it's like it brings you energy and excitement again um, at least uh, definitely at first. So for you, if the talent difference, it was so big, but you came in and made an immediate impact. You set records as a rookie your first couple months in the uh, in the majors. So how did you prepare yourself to make that transition so quickly? Because that's really uncommon. So for you, what was that mentality? Hey, I'm going to get to the bigs. This is my opportunity. I'm going to take full advantage. What what was that? That's, a, that's exactly what it is. It's I got the opportunity and it's like, because I, I, you know, there's some people that just wait for an opportunity, wait for an opportunity, wait for an opportunity. And you never know when you get another opportunity. So just doing everything that you possibly can to take advantage of that opportunity. And that's kind of what mindset, my, my mindset was. Tell us I could have been sent down, you know. So I was like, I just want to play out here as hard as I can. Show people what <laughs> don't do. don't want to go back. Yeah. 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 No. Tell, tell us about that call up. What was that like? Was it, did it, did it compare to what you dreamed it would be? What was the situation yeah. when you first got called up? Yeah. Uh, 
you like so when i actually got to san francisco or like everything yeah from the, well from the minor leagues and, and and you know whoever your your minor league coach comes to hey bellinger they're calling you yeah. up there they're, they're okay. putting you in the big show what, what was that like what was that process yeah i know i was in i was in oklahoma city and my roommate came in around like 2 30 or 3 and i had he was like hey man you might want to check your phone and i checked my phone i had about six seven missed calls from gabe kapler who was our farm director at the time and uh i i called him back and this is like two or three in the morning. He's like, Hey man, pack your bags. You got a 7am flight to San Francisco this morning or 8am flight to San Francisco. And I didn't expect it. I really had no idea it was coming. I was like, Holy cow. Like this is real. Called my parents. They actually picked up. I was like, Hey, Gabe just called me. I have a 8am flight to San Francisco to, uh, yeah, 8am flight to San Francisco. And they started freaking out and packed up a suitcase. I got no sleep that night. I didn't sleep a, a second on the plane. And then I got to San Francisco probably around like 11, 12 and the bus was at one thirty. So, and it wasn't out on Twitter yet. So I couldn't really tell my friends, you know, I was just sitting in the hotel room right waiting for the tweet to say that I got called up and then got called up, kind of blew up. And then I was in San Francisco that night, Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So did you, how much, well, first game now. So you're standing there. You're, did you play or were you just sitting on the, on the, in the, on the bench or what? What was No, the they, 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 they threw me in left field. I haven't played left field in a while. <laughs> oh uh, man. I was in left field. Uh, remember my first inning in left field. I was like, damn, like Kershaw, I better not mess anything up right now. <laughs> like I'm locked in. I had like, it was, I had the fans, you know, kind of talking smack because it is, you know, they they had my family's names already. I was like, dang, this is crazy. Yeah, the Giants-Dodgers rivalry is yeah. no joke. It was awesome, man. It was crazy. I just remember, like, in between pitches, like, look up the stands, and I was like, all right, you know, lock it in. You're playing the game right now. Okay, so. so so that's interesting. So you did take time during the game to soak it up, or did it all just happen so fast that you, you don't even remember really? Uh, no, I soaked it up. I remember going up to the – to the dugout the game was at 705 i probably went to the dugout around like 6 45 and just sat there and soaked it in for a minute before i went out to the line and that's, that's what someone told me that like, yo go to the dugout soaking in before you go out and stretch mm-hmm. and then go out and stretch and get your mind right so with the veteran players now they're, they're watching you you're coming it's your first day what was that treatment like was there any rookie hazing coming in uh, no, nah, definitely not the first day. It, it helps in spring. In spring in, uh, you, you get to meet the guys in spring training. You're playing with them for a little bit. So you get to know them. Um, no, nah, there was no hazing, really. I mean, there's always that, that rookie hazing. We got to dress up, but that's later on in the season when you're comfortable. But no, we got a bunch of great guys that made me feel comfortable from day one. I think that's how, that helped me perform. So you you get to the you called up and and like you said you took the time to to soak it in. When did it hit you? How many weeks in or how many games down did it hit you? Okay, I belong here. This isn't this isn't just a, a fluky deal. Like this is this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I think I had some success. I kind of struggled a little bit at first, and I had some success. I think the second or third series after San Francisco hit my first two home runs, you know, had a two, two, uh, hit game. And I'm like, all right, like I can do this, you know, like, why can't I do this right now? And I think you start, you know, getting some confidence and 
And, you know, in baseball, once you get confidence, man, you just got to ride with it because so it's a hard, frustrating sport. So you just got to roll with what you got. Yeah, baseball more than any is is so much mental. There's so much, so such a mental aspect to it. And You're being nice about yeah. shit. Like I can't, I don't understand how y'all do it, man. Yeah. I mean, because in football you can't fail. No, that much. You fail, your ass is cut straight. You know, that's just yeah. how it works. It's a completely different mindset, and it's so routine based. Like you know, at one for the most part at two o'clock, like you know what you're doing. One thirty-five, you're going to eat food. Like it's crazy, man. It's like routine, like. But that's what you mentally right for that day. So it's it's wild. All right. It's so a crazy ass game. Talk us through your rookie season. I mean, like I said, you set all kinds of records as a rookie uh, for the Dodgers, but then you get selected to the All Star game um, as as an alternate. But you came in and it, what was that experience like? I mean, playing with these guys that you've been watching for the last few years, I mean, some of them even longer. Um, what was that like stepping into that and saying, damn, I'm like with the elite? And now I believe it was, it was, it was ridiculous. I remember walking into that locker room. I'm like, Oh, like it still felt weird. I'm, it was weird, man. Just seeing all those names, like, damn, I'm a part of this right now. But like, I got to still like, I'm still like the young guy, like, you know, so it was just kind of weird. And then I was in the Derby that day. So that was, I was super nervous, nervous, but I got a bee flying around me. I hate those things. Um, yeah, it was a wild time. Was there any name? I mean, is there someone that like you idolized growing up that, that, that you walked in that locker room in the All Star game and said, you know, you know, you're you're meeting this person for the first for the first time? Um, no, not not that I can remember. But it was the the whole walking into that locker room and having all these different guys superstars from these different teams you know that you've watched or for me played against some of them just like talking to them and hanging out and signing and batting practice and um yeah i wouldn't say i, I can't remember like one guy all right so so you so you go from playing all these small towns baseball to the majors right like you have now uh, a platform exposure opportunity to meet people that you never would have met and kind of to, to piggyback on darren's question you know, who one is like the coolest person that you've had the chance to like meet in person and get to know. And then second question is, is who is someone that you want to meet or someone that you feel like, okay, that outside. person would make me nervous yeah, outside of me. Yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm nervous right now. <laughs> um, so the coolest person I met was Kobe Bryant. Oh, I met him during a, the uh, in 18 against Milwaukee in the playoffs, I was in the video room. He came in, he introduced himself, and I was literally speechless. Like I, I felt like I couldn't get, I literally couldn't get the words out. And I, it was weird, man. I was like, I've never been starstruck ever. And then I saw Kobe. I was like, whoa, this is crazy, man. Like super nice guy. Took a picture with him, and you know it wasn't much, but just meeting him was was, was absolutely ridiculous all right now cool. someone that you want to meet and i'm assuming mm -hmm. it's it's going to be someone like uh like jessica alba or i was gonna say well jennifer lopez was sitting in front row one of those games oh, either yeah. eight, in, in 17 or 18 i was like dang 
Yeah. I got a, we got a Crazy. funny story here. She came, she came out to Dallas a few months ago, uh, and we office where the Cowboys headquarters is, uh, all three of us. And, uh, and there's a gym there called Cowboys fit and her and a rod come in and are working out, man, I tell you what, I wasn't over there, but some of the guys in our office, a full suit, go over to the gym Standing to in. just stand and <laughs> stare at her while she's working out and take these Damn. pictures. And I'm like, Damn. they didn't say nothing. No, no. Hell hey, no. just a full, full, like pedophile creeper <laughs> standpoint. Right. Like I'm like, did you put a mustache on at least before you went over and creeped on it? <laughs> but yeah, man, a 50 year old like her, she's, She's special. Yes, she yes. is. Hey, yeah. I, well, you're in it. Yeah, you're in LA. So, I mean, it's like every every time you walk down the street, there's a star, superstar there. How do you balance that as far as the game and then the nightlife in Los Angeles? Man, I don't really experience the nightlife, honestly. I mean, I don't even think I've been out in LA once, to be honest. I think once the season happens, like, you're playing every single day. You're at the field at home. You get there around one o'clock and you leave around 10, 45, 11. So you're literally at the field all day, every day. And then you have about four off days at home, you know, and then that's just the times you would just sit on your couch all day and maybe go to the beach at one of those days. But yeah. so I really, you know, don't really, I don't really do much during the season at all. And then in the off season, I'm out here in Arizona. So just go out there and, and, and play baseball. Yeah. So that brings up a, a good question. I think that's that's interesting. We as football players didn't understand that. You know, we had 16 game regular season. Um, but talk talk us through what a season, a major league season, looks like. As many games as you guys play, and, and you think, okay, oh, you know, baseball isn't as physical. It is physically demanding because it's the marathon, right? It's the beatdown, the it constant yeah. over and over. But then, like from a schedule standpoint. Like, I mean, it is crazy how much you guys are traveling. I mean, you guys are on planes, what, 15 days a month during the season? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, we play 162 games from whenever the season is till the end of September. And you probably have two off days a month. And then usually on one of those off days, you're traveling. So you get in. So you basically have one off day a month. Yeah. So how do you have time to like even take care of your stuff, right? Like keep your house cleaned or, I mean, how do you handle all that stuff? Because you're on the road, especially if you're not married or don't have a family, like it's a totally, you don't have anyone there to help you. No, you're by yourself, man. And, um, but then again, it's like, I don't know. I don't really, like, I just don't do anything. You know, I just, I'll go, I'll wake up and make a breakfast and watch TV, head to the field. And then, you know, do everything at the field for about 10 hours and come home and either, you know, hop on the sticks and play Xbox for a little bit right. before I go to bed or pop on a movie. You think that's helped? That's just life, man. You think, you think that's helped you in the fact that, you know, you're basically you're single going through this process. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of guys with families that, you know, are yeah. trying to balance it at the same time. I would say, like, young kids, it's, you know, I mean, it'd be nice, though, to, like, have someone to just like kick it with though yeah. you know um but i it would be tough i mean obviously in any situation it's having like a newborn kid you know trying to balance like helping your wife like helping the kid and going out there still playing obviously i don't gotta deal with that yet but um that kind of stuff would probably be hard but once you have like the family and they're old 
older, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be. Well, I don't know for sure, but it could be. Maybe not that hard. I don't know. We we all three of us have kids, man. It, it doesn't get it doesn't get easier as no. it goes. That's for sure. Yeah, hey, no, sure. I, I believe that. I believe yeah. That. All right, be honest, man. You like he said, we we got a football background. You hear these these NFL players bitching about an extra game every year, seventeen games as opposed to sixteen games. There's only a few thousand people listening, so be honest. What when you hear somebody bitching about seventeen games and you going through 162? Well, I mean, what? How do you stay? Like, like we said earlier, how do you stay focused? And, and I mean, that is an absolute, do- I mean, grind. Yeah, like July, right? Like the month of July. It, like, it, how do you stay motivated? Because you're in the middle of the season. Like, playoff implications haven't really hit in yet. Like, yeah, you got to stay, you know, stay ahead in your division. And I get that. But, like, those are dog days. And it's hot. Those are the dog days. Um, I mean, I can't lie. There are days where you're sluggish, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. you're at the field and you're like, fuck, you know, like. <laughs> I don't got it today, but I, you know, you did that in the minor leagues for four or five years, but you're not in LA or not in San Diego. You're in like Jackson, Mississippi or places like that. So you've been there before. And it's just like, you just got to remind yourself, like, this is big league. This is your job. And then once seven o'clock hits and lights turn on, adrenaline takes over usually, you know, for the most part, every single time. So, um, but yeah, those days, you know, in the cage before you're sitting there like, I don't got it today, but you just got to grind through it. Does your life, I mean, I know that your father, you said your father played, right? Yeah. Uh, did, did, did that help you? Did that set the tone for you in, in the experiences that he went through, those conversations of those dog days? I mean, has that really yeah. helped to prepare you? Uh, 100% him playing has, him playing him, you know, I, I was a bat boy with him in the minor leagues. And I was like out there in New York when he played. And I don't remember too much of those days because I was four or five years old. Um, but I think his background of him playing and then him loving baseball and how him coached me all those years is the main reason why I think I love baseball so much. So I, I, I'm always intrigued by this because, you know, with, with our back, we keep mentioning this, but with our background, which I'm trying to relate if there's really not slumps in football, right? There's not, it's like, okay, if I want to, oh, yeah, I'm, you probably don't have time, right? No, no, you don't. Right. And then it's, and then you get a reset every week, right? If, if there's a problem that you have in that game, you correct it on Monday and then you work through yeah. it and then start practicing on Wednesday. But for you, what is that mental thing? Okay. And you're like, I don't know what it is. And I don't know what my issue is, why, you know, now, you know, I was batting 275. Now I'm at 165 over the last 10 games. Like, what is what is this slump? One, what's the mentality and what's the mindset to, one, identify it, but then, two, to go through and shift it? And then, because, I mean, baseball is such, like you said, a mental game in that sometimes it's just a mindset shift that you've got to have. So yeah. how do you overcome those challenges? Because every baseball go- player goes through it, I assume, at some point every year. Different yeah, levels. No, definitely. Man, there's probably like, I would say as I get old, like as you get older and you understand yourself more, those, like you understand why you're not performing the way you should and you can like fix it a little quicker. Um, but there are days where you're, you show up and you're like, oh man, like what happened yesterday? today it's the new day today i know that but like i'm still like grinding through i don't know what i feel that's wrong and you're watching video and you're like oh maybe it's my elbow maybe it's my hand 
Um, and then you try to figure it out. But what I've kind of learned is just once the game happens, it's like literally screw it. Like I got to go out there and perform and I got to go do something. And I think that takes away from the, the mental side of slumping. And it's just like, all right, if I run out a ball hard here and I'm safe, even if it's an air, like that's doing something good. And that kind of like reverses your mindset and just like trying to win as opposed to like what's wrong with you. So that's what I, that's what I want to get out of you, man, is like, you're different, man. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're not the same. You're not cut from the same cloth as everyone else. So you're different. You know, what is it that these kids right now, just if you had one thing to tell these kids right now that, that aspire to be where you are, what is it? Man, I think for me, what I, I try to tell, so growing up, man, I was small. I was tiny. I was skinny. I was short. I didn't grow until my junior year of high school. And then when I grew, I grew a lot. When I grew, I was 150 pounds. I was running like a newborn giraffe. <laughs> so uncoordinated. Seriously. And so they moved me over to first because I, you know, I was uncoordinated at that uh, height and, and size. But my thing is, like, no matter like if you're small or you're big, at that age, like, you, you got to work on fundamentals because cause I remember there, there were kids twice my size that didn't that only relied on their power and their size and said kind of screw the fundamentals that eventually every other kid that was working on their game kind of passed them so you just got to always like focus on the game and because it don't matter your size you can always hit that growth spurt you know Mm -hmm. and i think especially in baseball you see a lot of guys that aren't like you know physically gifted they can go out and ball out it's just a different game uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I growing up, I was a late bloomer, and, and I didn't hit my stride till really my first couple years in college. For you, was it ever a thought growing up when when things weren't working out for you? How easy was it to just quit? Was that ever even that even crossed your mind? What was your what was your relationship with the thought of quitting as opposed to no, you know what? I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep working. Eventually, it's going to work out for me. I don't. I don't think I ever thought about quitting. I had a dad that understood, like, if I wasn't ready to play that day, but he would always push me, you know, to. But I, th- I don't know, man. I love playing sports, like, mm-hmm. in general. So, like, just, I just love going out there and playing no matter, no matter the sport. I don't know. I never really thought about quitting. Personally. All right. So here's a, here's a controversial question, I think, especially with parents these days. Uh, you mentioned you played soccer earlier. What's your thought process on kids being multi-sport athletes versus single sport, single focus? Um, probably pros and cons to both. But I think that me playing soccer helped me playing baseball because of the agility, the footwork. Conditioning. The speed, like the conditioning. Yeah, like if, you, if I just play baseball, like you don't necessarily like do foot drills footwork drills you know so I think that did allow me to be a better baseball player so I think playing different sports especially at a young age is great and then eventually like when you're good at something when you get older like high school right before high school like locking down one sport and like trying to be really really good at that mm-hmm. and so parents these, these parents like you said that have six-year-olds that they think yeah. they're going to be first round picks out of high school play one game play one sport and yeah man, lock especially at that young age I would say you don't even know what your kid wants he doesn't know what he wants no. he might end up falling in love with tennis yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 
And that's and one thing I really want listeners to take away from this episode, uh, this this podcast with with Cody is passion for playing. Like have fun. Like that is the biggest thing. And and that's one of the things. Anytime I'm speaking to kids or I'm out talking, it's like you have to enjoy the game because I don't believe that you can ever be great at the game by forcing yourself to do it. You have to have a passion to play to be at that level. I played with a handful of guys that are just so god-given talent like they have so much of it that they're just good but the great ones have a passion to play it and especially early on i always say like guys enjoy the game don't make it a job because it'll be if you're good enough it'll be a job one day but be be passionate about it and and i appreciate your mindset on that even talking about you know when we asked you about okay how do you how do you approach 2020 in this you know this deal you know make or break year for you it's i mean obviously not a make or break but it's 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 there's a lot of implications on it is man i just want to have fun like i think young kids parents need to hear that yeah. and say you have to enjoy the game or it becomes a job at a young age when you're not equipped to have a job at yeah. 12 years old. So yeah, no, especially at a young age, man. Especially at a young age. So I, I got to leave. We're going to, we're going to, you know, move. I know you, you, you're, you're busy, man, man. I don't want to That Jersey Mike's you. is getting a little soggy, yeah, man. Is. I apologize. But I, oh, he was, I, he, it's, it's going to be so good though. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was eyeing it. I saw that thing get set down next to him. He had those eyes. So my, no, it's in there. I don't see it. <laughs> it was either the JLo talk or the Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Mike's. Yeah, got excited. Yeah. So my nephew, Cole, you, you guys are, have been buddies for a long time. What'd you guys meet? Was that yeah. in high? Was that in grade school? High school? It's been a while. High school. High, high school, school, right? So we uh, we ended up bonding over FIFA at first. That's what it was. About what it was. <laughs> yeah. So Cole. Yeah. Cole said he was a better athlete. I just want to know: it was he, is he a better athlete than you or not? Now Cole plays for the Carolina Panthers. And Dude, I can't lie, man. He probably is a better athlete. Oh, you gave, you gave it. You should have never did it. I'm not going to hear the I end of this. Come on, I, just, I mean, beyond, but I cannot compete in the NFL. I mean, he can't compete in the baseball. Thank you. Like, right. Being a football player, like, you got, those, you got crazy gifted, man. Crazy gifted. It's totally different, man. There's a the totally different yeah. gifted about it, man. The, the mental fortitude that y'all have. But is, if he uh, went to go on a golf course, I'm gonna beat the. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so hey, so as a baseball player, it, does golfing like affect your swing at all? Your baseball swing, or do you just take my baseball uh, swing out to the golf personally, course? Personally, honestly, not mine, and I don't know if that's because my golf swing is that bad, or <laughs> it's just two completely different mindsets. I, I could like. I don't know. Yeah, it has not. It doesn't really affect mine. I think it's because it's two different mentalities. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome, man. Well, Hey, uh, take advantage of this time, this rest, you know, hopefully you guys are going to be picking back up here sooner rather than later, man. Uh, stay safe. We appreciate you taking the time to come on in between workouts and, uh, yep. enjoy, enjoy that Arizona weather, yeah. man. It looks, it looks beautiful. Oh, uh, I am man. Sunny and 75 right now. Oh, yeah, you got nice. more weeks of it till it's about 107. So yeah. We're enjoying it now. Hey man, I, I do, I do want to leave with this though. So. You have inspired a lot of kids, man. I mean, I've been around a lot of baseball kids here in Dallas um, through these club organizations, and there are a lot of Cody Bellinger fans. You know, I got one that's here right now from school, man. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I, you know, we love the fact Thank that you, you play that. with passion. Uh, you say what you what you what you mean. Uh, if, if if someone throws darts, you're throwing them right back, and that's that's. To me, it's healthy, man. 
and we really appreciate you being who you are as a man. So keep doing what you're doing, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate you.